show me something that tells me otherwise from what you do from this point on. Otherwise, I'm going to assume what you do right off the bat is going to be garbage because, frankly, that's what you've been putting the fuck out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Porches, and we're back yet again, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. Yes, sir. We're back yet again. We got two new re- uh, releases uh, to review for you this week yet again. Uh, well, down from three last week, so <laughs> I guess that's yeah. uh, a market improvement of some sort. And surprisingly, neither of them this week are Woman in Black 2. No, no. That'll come next week, though. Who's watching that, though, frankly? What was that box office like? I didn't look at nothing. Uh, $17 million? Had to be bad, right? I don't think it was terrible considering what that movie probably cost. And it had no Daniel Radcliffe in it this time, so... Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like... Um, we went to go see the, the uh, Woman in Black when it first came out, and... Um, uh, Laura and I sat in there and it was just, it was unbearable. I couldn't, more than 15 minutes, I couldn't stand it. I was just looking at her, I'm like, we got to go. And not because the movie was bad, not because of nothing, but girls, like teenage girls were in there to see Daniel Radcliffe. And I was just like, I can't sit here while they're swooning over him, like audibly during the entire movie. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I be, can't uh, do this. Probably intolerable. I was just I, like, let's I, go. I saw it uh, on Blu-ray, actually. I waited um, because I didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I really like it actually. I'm teaching it this semester. Um, going to teach some people some Daniel Radcliffe's. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's a modern British Gothic, uh, ghost story. Right. And so it plays into some of the stuff I do later in the semester in my horror class. Now, uh, so this, so it was the re kind of, uh, kind of launch, if you will, uh, of Hammer. Has, have they done anything, uh, post that, that movie? They've, had a couple of things. Um, hold on one second. Let me look it up before. Because I, I know that, like, for the longest for the longest time, it was just like, oh, this thing, and that was like kind of their big sort of launch back, and everybody kind of made a little bit of a big deal of it. Uh, I mean, it. it, it the yeah. first one, I guess, well, made enough money to, to clearly warrant a sequel. <laughs> or, they were in. They were behind. Let me in the remake of Let the Right One In. I know right, that right. for sure. Um, and there was something else that was kind of big that I know they had a hand in. Um, for some reason I can't oh uh it was that movie with um so so it was the quiet ones uh which I really liked and then uh it wasn't a bad movie but it wasn't a great movie either the the resident with Hillary Swank and uh uh what's his name he has three names he was in the watchman Mark Paul uh, Gosler yes Mark Paul <laughs> Gosler uh no it was the guy that played comedian Oh, um, oh, oh. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Um, uh, but anyway, so they made that movie, and that, that one was solid. It wasn't name? great. It was good. Jeffrey something. Dean Smith. De- De- yeah, Jer- Jeffrey Dean there Smith. Yeah, there you go. All right. I knew it's like, I'm like, I know it's in there. Get out, brain. Come on. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they, the quiet ones last year and this, this year, uh, Woman in Black, Angel of Death. 
Um, Such a so, lovely, hi, hi, you know, it's like, welcome to the new year, angel of death. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that's kind of what they're doing. Okay. Uh, I think they, they've just kind of stayed in the uh, lower budget range of indie horror. Um, okay. But, you know, working to try and make decent stuff as i've said i haven't seen the second one but i've liked the other three that they've made since their kind of comeback i'm gonna throw this out there yeah and there's only uh, you, we got very limited time with which to do it uh-huh one last christopher lee dracula movie dracula is getting old and he has to do something i don't know the plot yet but something with christopher lee is dracula one last time yeah i think that actually makes sense. Somehow that could, somebody could write that and make that work. Yeah. I just, you know, I hope that they, uh, that they do that. And then I also hope that they use his like death metal Christmas albums as like the theme song. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, the Go marketing for- writes itself. He's in his nineties, right? Or late, late eighties. He's fucking old. Oh yeah. He's, but yeah, uh, do he's it soon. late eighties or at least Ex- explain how he's really old now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's got to be something. There's, you know, it's got reverse vampire. Yeah, reverse <laughs> was, vampire. This cat was bit by a reverse vampire. Now Dracula has to, um, he's got to give half-blood Dracula to the new thing. And they, um, you know, look, I'm not saying I'm going to write it. I'm just an idea, man. I'm like, I'm what George Lucas should be. To where I just give you the idea and then other more talented people run with it. See, when he takes his own ideas and then runs with them himself, that's when he turns out garbage. But uh, when yeah. he lets other people do it, it's it spins into gold. So that's what I want somebody. If you're, uh, you know, I just want a small finder's fee, a small cut of it. When this Dracula movie makes a gajillion dollars, I just want a small piece. That's all I'm asking. I'm not greedy. Okay. So well, there, there you have it. Make it yeah, happen, absolutely. universe. I think Am- that was the Amber thing film. about the secret or something, where if you like wish it into being, it, it happens. I need to make a, a vision board. Oh my god! Where I put uh, little pictures of Christopher Lee as Dracula up there, and, <laughs> and hope that we can somehow reanimate Peter Cushing's corpse. I will bet you CGI Christopher uh, Peter Cushing. I will bet Let's you a uh, hundred <laughs> British pounds that someone already has that vision board up somewhere. Somebody probably does. That would not surprise <laughs> me too often. Uh, just, yeah, somebody does. Anyways. Yeah, I think there are probably enough hammer nerds out there uh, that are probably even going to get pissed that I didn't know right off the top of my head that The Resident was the name of that movie <sighs> that, I, that I wasn't going to do. Well, you know, we'll never hear from They're not listening to us. Yeah, so. thefilmfind at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us how bad Matt is for not knowing those Hammer films off the mm. top of his head. Terrible. Disgraceful. I don't know why I even have you on this show anymore, because you're the only one that'll show up week after week sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, man. Hey, that, hey, we've gone on a good streak. I can't say shit, so. No, yeah. this is going to continue. I'm I'm into this shit now. <laughs> I'm in the groove, motherfucker. You got nowhere to go. I got no place <laughs> I got nowhere. The Richard Gere of podcasts. Um, so let's get into kind of what you've been watching. Uh, my guess is your list is way bigger than mine. So, uh, let's, let's, what, what have you been, you've, you've been, uh, kind of, uh, on a, a man of leisure as of late. I mean, yeah, to a degree. Last week was my like real week off. Right. So, uh, I'm in between semesters. I have been for like two weeks and I've still got this coming week left. Um, but last week was really the week where I really didn't do that much. Um, so I watched a lot of stuff. Uh, so um, I want to talk briefly about four things. Uh, three of them I really liked uh, in various ways and and in 
uh, different amounts. One of them was okay. So the thing that was okay, just to get it out of the way so I can start like sucking these other three dicks, uh, is um, I think we just the found November our open man, the Pierce Brosnan thriller that kind of unceremoniously got dumped back at the end of August into theaters, um, was actually pretty solid. It wasn't great, um, but I watched the whole thing and didn't hate myself, um, which I can't say for. Uh, at least one of the movies that actually I saw in theaters this week. <laughs> so, um, you know, that one was okay. Uh, if you're a fan of like retired spy movies that, you know, one last job, whatever, this one's very generic, uh, plot line wise, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it was nice to see Pierce Brosnan in a movie that wasn't crap. Um, yeah. Since, uh, since his, uh, kind of uns. <laughs> Also unceremonious, if I'll use that same turn, uh, turn of phrase again, uh, kind of dumping from the James Bond franchise after uh, two pretty bad movies. It's just like, uh, uh, stop it. I mean, that's what like literally they got was just like, uh, <laughs> they're like the car didn't show up the next day. Right. Um, okay, so so November Man, uh, I got it on Redbox. It was just fine. Um, the three that I liked... Uh, and will say like, Hey, you should check these out. Um, there were two that I really liked and one that I sort of liked. So the one that I sort of liked is the equalizer. Um, this was also a movie that kind of just got dumped into theaters, uh, kind of mid fall made some decent money though. Made some decent decent money. money. Didn't really light up critics or box office wise, like across the board. It, It did well, right. It didn't, uh, but I don't think that the studio had much faith in it, right? It just kind of was like, boom, here's this movie, whatever. Um, It's actually really fun. Uh, Very, very, very hardcore violent. Um, Lots of blood, lots of killing. uh, Pretty brutal in that regard, which uh, I was honestly not expecting from Denzel. Um, When I popped it in, I thought like, okay, this maybe is going to be about the same way that November Man went over, right? It's Mm -hmm. like pretty average whatever uh, it's a little more hardcore than that um and and i don't know i thought it was fun uh he you know denzel plays a a man of mysterious background uh it's of course based on a book series um and television program and a television program um but it's very violent right uh and uh he plays a man of mysterious background who once again kind of comes out of his retirement um to uh take down the Russian mob. Mm -hmm. Um, Very simple plot, but it plays very well. Uh, Okay. A walk among the tombstones. First of all, I'll I'll, I'll just back you up, though. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed The Equalizer. I thought it was really good. I got to see it in the theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Yeah, it's 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 real good. Uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah. Like you said, it it could be you know the the place that it was placed at uh, when it came out. Yeah, it's it was very kind of a forgettable spot and everything. And you're right. I don't think the studio had the the thought that this could be as good as it, it that, that I believe that it turned out to be. And um, it is great. It's like that kind of uh, it's bringing back a little bit of the man on fire Denzel that we uh, we saw with uh, with Tony Scott so many years back, which I, I absolutely adore that movie too. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like seeing him as, you know, kind of a badass and stuff. And like, I, I want to see more of that stuff. I think if, uh, oh, for crying out loud, if Liam Neeson can do it, m- motherfucking Denzel Washington should be able to do it and do it like 
I think maybe even better. <laughs> well, that's so here's the thing. Uh, I also that's a good segue into this one. I, I also saw a walk among the tombstones, which I, I, I didn't get a chance to see that one. Uh, fucking see it. Well, because because I heard it was good. My brother saw it. And he and, and he recommended it to me. Oh yeah, uh, this is maybe like the the first like Liam Neeson uh, hardcore action thriller that he's actually given something to do in. <laughs> um, it's also like really dark, man. Uh, and I don't mean um, like photographically. I mean like it's a pretty harrowing movie. Um, it plays almost like a horror film. Hmm. Um, but you know, he plays a, a private investigator. Um, it's, it, this is based on a series of books, um, by, I can't even remember that guy's name now. Um, Lawrence Block. I was about to say R.L. Stein. <laughs> no, that guy <laughs> does not write these books. Okay. Uh, Lawrence Block who, uh, so it's part of a series, the Matthew Scudder series. Um, he, Liam Neeson plays Matthew Scudder, who's this private eye who is a retired ex-cop. Um, and he gets drawn into this series of abductions and murders of uh, drug dealers, family members, uh, girlfriends, wives, whatever, right? Um, that these guys are perpetrating throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really dark, uh, kind of almost, like very bleak. Uh, sits there in the pit of your stomach kind of depression sometimes. Um, it's it's also got a very, very cool, like, 70s aesthetic that I dug a whole lot. There's It's not very flashy. The color palette's very subdued. The opening title sequence is kind of just, like, words, right? There's nothing, like, drawing your attention to them. It's just very plain. Um I really dug it a whole lot, man. I thought it was quite good. The other thing I saw that was fucking awesome, and uh, I don't know if you've seen this. It's not here yet. Uh, it hasn't officially, quote-unquote, been released. But <laughs> uh, but I found a, a good copy from an international release, and uh, it's Adam Wingard's action movie, The Guest. It kind of came out here, but it's still not really available anywhere. Um, I think I vaguely heard it in passing, but yeah, the guest is uh, really fucking good, man. Um, it's got uh, Dan Stevens, uh, who also, uh, oddly enough, is in a walk a walk among the tombstones. Um, but uh, he plays a uh, kind of a soldier who shows up on the doorstep of this family's house, claiming to be a friend of their uh, son who was killed in action. Um, and then they like, you know, invite him to stay with them for a couple of days. He kind of gets very involved in the family politics. Uh, something doesn't seem quite right about him. Um, and eventually what it boils down to is they find out he's not exactly who they thought he was and things get really fucked up. Hmm. Um, it's, it's a really good follow-up to Wingard's last movie, You're Next. Which I fucking um, loved. Yeah, right? Really fucking good. This one uh, is probably about on par with that, but it's a completely different genre. So it's not really horror, although uh, there are some horrific moments in it. It's much more of a like hardcore action movie mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of mystery thrown in. Um, uh, this guy, Dan Stevens, in yeah. this movie is really fucking great. And... Um, the 
the actress that plays the daughter. Hold on, I'm gonna have to look this up. Looks like it might be on a Amazon Video, actually. Oh, it is. It may be. Well, there you go. That's what it looks like, um, perhaps. Uh, Micah Monroe. She was fucking awesome. And it's got this really cool, like, uh, sort of 80s aesthetic just throughout. It's it's not really um, noticeable. They're just little touches, right? Like, the type of techno music that gets used as the score. Mm-hmm. Um, the end title sequence, right? The font color and stylization. Um I don't know, man. I really like this movie a lot. I, I think uh, everybody should see it. I, as soon as I can get a decent copy on uh, Blu-ray, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the pictures on online here, and like I, I do vaguely remember seeing that trailer, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't know it, that it I, had come like out. I, I think it got like like some kind of. It might have just gotten the VOD release, but I know it's not available to like buy right out right this second unless it's on itunes or you know amazon or whatever it says it looks like well it did it did south by um yeah i don't Sundance. think it came out theatrically doesn't look like it came out theatrically in the u.s oh well yeah dvd and blu-ray january 6th so yeah it just came out oh well there you go um well then i didn't see it uh, on an international no <laughs> um uh, anyway, it's fucking good. Okay, so uh, well, no, it looks like I, it played I, very limited September seventeenth. So, so, okay, so it was yeah. probably like sixth theaters or some such nonsense. <laughs> right. Um, I would say, like, if you're a fan of this type of thing, if you've liked Wingard's other stuff, right, like, like particularly your next or his one before that, um, horrible way to die. Uh, this is a good blind buy, actually. Hmm. Um, like, I'm I'm gonna pick this up um, this week. Cool. It'll happen tomorrow. I'll, I'll put in the order. And get it. Um, so you feel better about yourself. Well, I mean, I was, <laughs> no, that was always don't. the plan, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the only reason I ever look at anything that isn't, uh, that isn't a hard copy is because shit just ain't available, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, you <laughs> like, know me, like I'm I, completely behind like I that. live near a functioning fucking video store. I would love to fucking go there and rent all the stuff even. Right. But, but like, it ain't there. It ain't there. It ain't there. You know, it is what and it so, is. So anyway, this one's good. Check it out, guys. The Excellent. Guest. What you been watching, bro? Well, I haven't had a whole chance uh, to watch a, a lot of stuff. I've been kind of busy. Here Movie Podcast has me watching a couple different movies. Uh, this week we reviewed um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the reviews don't turn out quite nearly as uh, what you might think. So go check that out, hearmoviepodcast.com. So uh, plug hate for that. It or what? Like, what the fuck? Um, well, I, I liked it. I'm, I'm a fan of it, so... I'll, I'll spoiler alert for my God review. Damn it. Now I'm going to have to listen to that fucking episode. I haven't listened <laughs> to it yet. I just saw that it came out. It's a good one. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Um, uh, uh, when, I, so- when I finally make it over to that show, there's going to be some fights. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to... Uh, for you, boys. Now, we, we did read a review. I think it was this week we actually read the review where uh, someone does uh, does actually ask for us to uh, review the uh, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie, so... Oh, fuck yeah. I was like, we will eventually get to that. I was like, I don't know if we'll get to it right away, but eventually we will do that. Yeah, and I will do that one because I want to talk about that shit. (laughs) Um, And next week we're doing Steel, and let me tell you, oh, brother. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Shaquille O'Neal and acting, that's, you know, that's that's oil and water, man. Are you guys going to take a detour and uh, review Shaq Fu as well? Uh, Listen, we talk about Shaq Fu and how... uh, (laughs) Uh, just a little bit how, like, I'm repeating a little bit of what I've said on the other podcast, but I know not everybody listens to both. But um, there's a website I go to uh, on, a, on a chance. They have a great podcast, CAGCast, but it's called CheapAssGamer.com. 
And uh, there's a filtering thing on their website. So when anyone types in like a curse word, uh, the logo for Shaq Fu goes right over it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> because awesome. it's, it is, Shaq Fu is considered one of the worst uh, games of all time. So uh, there's your little Shaq tie in. Um, yeah, I love that game. So I haven't. Uh, so that's going to be yeah. Stay tuned for that next week because that's going to be awful. Uh, but uh, I, I'm going to just talk about just something on Netflix. Uh, you know, a couple things here that I've kind of been scrolling through for the past couple of minutes, trying to figure out exactly. Um, just because I haven't seen anything, but just something to recommend. Now, uh, a couple a uh, couple days, well, maybe about a week or so ago. Uh, Sam Raimi was on uh, the Nerdist podcast and talking about all his different films and stuff like that. And I found it astounding that that they did not remember that, you know, because he was talking about the different types of films that Raimi directs. And I was just like, I, I was surprised that they didn't remember that, you know, he put out A Simple Plan. And that's available on Netflix. Watch Instant right now. And I think it's a, it's a great movie that people don't realize is a Sam Raimi movie, along with The Gift. And, you know, he he does these kind of movies that aren't, you know, Super Sam Raimi e sort of movies, uh, but they have a little bit of a touch in them, and they're good flicks. And I think, you know, I, I wish he, I, I can't wait till he gets back and really do, kind of does some stuff. I mean, Driving to Hell was like a great, uh, you know, kind of reintroduction to him as being the guy that we want him to be. And uh, so, but check out a simple plan. I mean, it's something I think it's it's a movie that I don't think ton of people have seen, but is really good. No, I love that movie, man. That's one of my favorite, uh, like late 90s thrillers it's, i just i just think it's fucking awesome it's really really good it's a it's a yeah. taut little flick and um i'm gonna talk about another one here that i think most people wrote off it came out uh early last year about round right about this time last year and uh everybody was just like oh for god's sake do we have another one i'm gonna talk about like i'm going to actually recommend now, i haven't watched the one that's on netflix because it's the extended version but i'm going to recommend that people actually watch paranormal activity the marked ones oh yeah this is actually really good mm-hmm. i mean i was uh i the first uh the first three paranormal activities i was a fan of and like each successive uh sequel actually made me like the previous ones even more which i thought was an amazing feat in and of itself uh, four i did not care for because i don't think it really did anything new and interesting really dug three a lot um but so after four it was just like i think people were really uh kind of like okay all right, we're done. This is kind of not exactly what we're looking for. So the Marked Ones goes out of kind of white suburbia and goes into the Latino section of L.A. So you've got like a poor neighborhood and everything. There's a lot of uh, really neat stuff that goes on with this. And at the end, they kind of possibly talk about how they, you know, it could be dragged around and uh, there's stuff that has to do with other paranormal activity movies. I won't spoil anything more than that, but it's very interesting how uh, things might relate around, as one might expect. Um, kind of where this sort of may, may have come from in a sense. And, but there's a lot of really neat stuff in here. I love the um, the fact that they do basically uh, a Ouija board, but with Simon. I thought that was just such a, a, an insanely smart choice. And, you know, in the movie Ouija just sucks. And, I'm, and like, I'm like, I'm watching that going, you know, they did it with so much better with, you know, just an old Simon game from the 80s uh, in Paranormal Activity, the Mark ones. Um so if you were kind of down on the Paranormal Activity movies, if they kind of took a little break for you and you were not, not really digging what was going on there, check out the Marked Ones. I think it's a very, uh, it's a vast improvement over, especially for, but um, you like these characters and uh, the way that the storytelling goes, 
you actually appreciate these characters. It does what good horror movies should do is make you care for the characters that you're watching and then puts them through hell. So then you feel something for them. So and I think it does a really good job at that. And I think because it came out in January and it was a, and it was a, uh, you know, another paranormal activity movie. A lot of people pushed it aside and just said, nah, screw that. I'm not going to watch it. But I think you're uh, doing yourself a disservice not to. Yeah, I think so, too. It's that movie's good. Um, like I, I really like the second and third paranormal activity movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is, is probably the second best. Like I'd put three right above it, but I yeah. but like this one's really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Three, three was probably the best one. I mean, I, I liked one and two, but it was great because like the first time when I saw one, I was like, well, that was good. It wasn't amazing, but I, I liked it well enough. And two actually made me like one even more and three mm-hmm. made me like one and two even more. So it's kind of a nice little uh, you know thing that they built upon each other, but the problem with four is is like it didn't do, it didn't have any of the compounding factors that the other two movies had, or the other three movies had rather, and so yeah. it, that's where it felt like it really lacked. It was just like, well, we didn't really gain anything from this one. No one really felt anything. So uh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all I got for right now. Like I said, I've been pretty busy, so I hopefully plan on. Uh, sneaking in some movies here during the the week because obviously there is so much to freaking watch uh out in the theaters right now i just have not gotten a chance to really sit down and watch it so uh other than watching our two new releases of this week of which we didn't even we failed to mention what they were <laughs> uh so we're going to be reviewing today uh into the woods as well as imitation game uh so let's go ahead and jump into our first new review here uh this is the trailer for in the woods into into the into the woods. What did I say? In the woods. In the woods. All, all up in the woods. Here's all a trailer. All up in the woods by Stephen Sondheim. I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. You wish to have a curse reversed? Go to the wood and bring me back. Cow as white as milk. These beans carry magic. The cape as red as blood. Oh dear, how uneasy I feel. The hair as yellow as corn. The slipper as pure as gold. Go to the wood! What might be in your basket? I must find that girl. All will come to a happy end. Not always. Princes and castles. Why would you run away? It's not quite what I expected. Maybe I shouldn't have strayed from the path. to be charming, not sincere. 
All right, that was the trailer for Into the Woods, our new release review of this week, our first of two, actually. Uh, it is uh, directed by Rob Marshall, who I guess most people would probably know from uh, Chicago, uh, and kind of a you know, that that kind of brought back the modern musical, I would say. Uh, of course, uh, it's uh, starring Anna Kendrick, Meryl Streep, Chris Pine, Emily Blunt, um, uh, James James uh, Corden. I always forget how to say his name. Christine Baranski and a whole, whole slew of other people. That's just it's way too much to read. And and Johnny Depp. And uh, we'll talk about his ass in a moment. Um, boy, oh boy, are you still there, Matt? I'm here. Okay, I just yeah yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm just I'm yeah. thinking through talking about this movie. <laughs> so here's the uh, IMDb <laughs> plot line. As we know, IMDb always a hundred percent correct, always a hundred percent on point. Uh, a uh, witch, or yeah, a witch tasks a childless baker and his wife with procuring magical items from classic fairy tales to reverse a, the curse put on their family tree. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, so this is based upon a uh, Stephen Sondheim uh, ditty. Uh, Sondheim, I guess, who most people would probably uh, the most notable work, I would guess, maybe be uh, Fiddler on the Roof, or not Fiddler on the Roof, but uh, West Side Story, rather. Wait, what? West Side Story, what, what James Sondheim. He, a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that's what maybe most would first well, pop I mean, to most people's mind. Probably, probably more people have seen Sweeney Todd at this point. Well, Sweeney Todd as well. Okay, all right. I'm just I, I'm I more old school, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I definitely think that's probably the more well known in general. I'm just saying, like, people probably at this point are more familiar with. Sweeney Todd like they've actually seen it because of the movie that's true you've probably most people have probably just seen like snippets of uh yeah or they just know the the Bernstein score right yeah speaking of scores I hope you like that theme that you heard in the uh, trailer there because lord knows they use the hell out of it yes oh my gosh you think Danny Elfman smashes themes into your head holy smokes well so here's part here's part of this right uh the into the woods is uh, is kind of a brilliant musical um it's really kind of a it was part of this um like thing and the kind of this movement in the late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. um right so the the let's see this film or the stage production started in like 85 or 86 i can't remember yeah it's um, like that and anyway, uh, it was part of this like movement uh, at the time of like people who were kind of envisioning dark fairy tales, right? Mm-hmm. Um, going back to original fairy tales and kind of like playing around with them, tweaking them, making them darker, making them more adult oriented. Um, the the Neil Jordan film, um, The Company of Wolves, is a prime example of this, right? From the early nineties, mm-hmm. uh, that was based on an Angela Carter. Uh, short story um and uh so so this musical is actually really fucking good and has a has quite a reputation a huge following right um i don't like this movie Hmm. have you seen the have you seen this the the musical like on stage uh i've not seen it live so uh i've okay i've seen recordings of it because you know i was i did drama a lot in high school and i've watched there was like a a performance that I saw online recently. I don't know. The musical itself's fucking good though. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there are significant changes that they make to the film to make it more family friendly. Um, and I don't agree with them, uh, because I, I think it loses part of like what the point of all of this actually is mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, 
but we can we can kind of get to that yeah. point, I guess. Well, I mean, like uh, I'll start here. I am a uh, I'm a huge musical fan. I, I I love musicals. It's uh it's it's a genre that I kind of grew up with and really uh really dig, and mm-hmm. I, I love it when it's done you know super super well. I mean. Uh, Music Man, My Fair Lady. I mean, hell, even the South Park movie is one of the best musicals I've ever seen. It's so damn good. And people just go, oh, it's a South Park movie. No, that is a straight-up musical that is done fantastically well and was motherfucking robbed of an Oscar. That's bullshit. Um, Tarzan, really? We're going to give it to Phil Collins? Phil fucking Collins over Blame Canada? Go fuck yourself, Academy. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Ugh. Anyways, um... So I'm a big I'm a big fan of musicals and um, the conceit of this uh, movie uh, seemed really interesting to me. Uh, the idea was 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 kind of you know there I, I got it, uh, but while watching it I did think I bet this works as a stage play and as not as as this theatrical um, display. It didn't work for me on that level. Um, I was I was bored. I was bored in this movie. This movie is two hours and five minutes long. It is god-awfully long. It should probably have at least 30 minutes exercise from it. It, it does not need to be this long. There's no real reason why it should be this long. Rob Marshall well, drags the shit out of this movie, and it's it's boring. Well, I don't think that the length is the issue. Uh, it's I one of them. <laughs> it, well, because well, the musical is – like the, the stage production is actually a bit longer, right? The problem here is that – uh, it's it's kind of the problem I have with Rob Marshall as a director on every fucking thing. Mm. Um, and it's that um, he directs things in a very stagey manner, right? So it doesn't feel like a movie. And it also doesn't feel like I'm watching a stage play. It does feel like I'm watching a bunch of people who don't exist in a real world. Yeah. Does that make sense? And, and so the, it worked for Chicago. It mostly worked for Chicago. At least for me, it did. But, but that was because there were moments where you stepped outside of those stage performances. Yeah. And it was like, he's directing operetta. Right. And, uh, you know, in a similar style to Sweeney Todd, uh, because this is what Steven Sondheim does. Pretty much all of the dialogue is, song yeah right it's all singing um very little outside of that and what it what is actually just plain spoken is still being performed within the context of the musical score right like like they're just speaking it um it's just a little bit i'm gonna do one of these and it's not really anything that has to do with anything you know yeah sort of like that right um and uh he just, I don't think he pulls it off here. Um, like, the last half of it, right? Like, Act 2 in particular feels really constrained um, by setting and location, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's not, like, I never really felt like there was a threat of the giant. Um, no. There, there was no real um, emphasis, uh, emphasis on having to figure out what was going on um, with all of the main characters at that moment. Uh, It never really felt like anybody was in danger. Um, They cut some of the big things that happen in the second act from the, from the play. 
when they put it in, right? Like the fact that Rapunzel doesn't die um, in the in the movie is a little weird. Um, it kind of takes away some of the emotional uh, impact of, of what happens. Yeah, it's basically um, uh, like like your haircut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like really? And I don't I don't know, man. It's it's a little too stagey, like a little too beholden to like just. I feel like he had this vision for it that just did not work. And it didn't work in the same way that nine didn't work, uh, which is that Rob Marshall, uh, even when he's making something that isn't a musical like pirates of the Caribbean, right? The Mm -hmm. fourth one on stranger tides. um, He cannot see that there is a world that exists beyond the conceptual stage that he has for what's going on. He just cannot conceive of it. And so it translates into a pretty boring movie going experience. Yeah, you you know, I think you're right. It does seem like, you know, while we're out in the woods and we're with these people, it does seem like just everybody else is backstage. Yeah. You don't think which, of like, oh, what the what, what's going on in the land on stage, right? Is not a problem. No, it's fine. But because like there's a different suspension of disbelief, right? When you're watching a film, that staginess like is kind of unacceptable. I think Um, like I just don't feel like there's a like there's a bigger world outside of what's going on. I don't feel like the kingdom is threatened. I don't feel like the prince has any fucking power over anything. Uh, We don't we don't we don't see anything from him. There's no I mean, and I I don't know if this is to blame from the story uh, because I haven't seen the uh, the musical or anything itself, Uh, though. I I think I would kind of like to. But at at the same time, though. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, uh, and I, I get I get very hooked pretty easily uh, with musicals and stuff. Uh, I, I didn't dig the music at all. I, I just didn't. I mean, there's a couple elements. There's a little bit of stuff that's going in here, and but then, you know, it just kind of it kind of falls apart for me. And I just didn't. Nothing really grabbed me. The themes weren't there enough. That was not. Um, it lacked its while being sung most of the time. It lacked a, a musicality to everything. Now, I mean, we saw a couple years back where they did this immensely well in in, in Les Mis when they when that came out just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I that was a movie going in that I was just like I don't really know if I'm going to like this, and I absolutely adored that movie. And I think, and and I'm I'm pissed that he won the uh, you know best director for King's Speech when that was his better movie by a landslide. Anyone could have directed the King's Speech, um, but this movie just feels hollow and and meaningless, and I, I don't feel anything for anybody. But I really think that has to do with the changes that Disney made to the second act, where like like the second act of this uh, stage play is really dark um, and really existential, and they they just changed just enough of it to like completely ruin that aspect of it. Hmm. Um, to where, uh, there's just that emotional impact is just gone, right? The songs all lead to certain things happening, um, in the story. That's the way that these types of musicals work. It's the way that Sondheim's musicals work in particular. Um, Sondheim allegedly, I mean, he says, right. But, uh, says he like approved the changes that were made. And I think it was a fucking terrible decision. <laughs> I approve the changes with the money they put in my pocket. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, he he has to say that to a certain extent. I also, like, I don't know. I, I You know, like, 
Disney was going to do what Disney was going to do regardless. Um, but you know, honestly, like into the woods is a PG 13 stage play here. It's PG. They change significant things of what happens even in the first act, right? Like the relationship between the wolf and red riding yeah, hood. I wanted to talk about that so for much a second. more like creepy and, uh, obviously sexual in the, um, in, in the stage version. And it's funny because, like, I read, like, I saw at least a headline for The Hollywood Reporter talking about how they changed, you know, that to be less of something. I didn't have, I just didn't get a chance to sit down and actually read the article. But mm-hmm. um, I I still, even before, like, I really saw that thing, I mean, I, I it was worse than that because that really, to me, even, even I'm like, wow, this was the toned down version and it felt creepy and pederasty to me. Yeah, well, and it, it's supposed to be me. I mean, right? I, like, I get that, but like it and, it, and it was just like, you made that less worse than it was supposed to be? And that's the weird thing, right? Like, the things that they changed did not work in any of the ways that they, that they were apparently aiming for them to work. Hmm. Right? Like, that didn't really come off. Like, they should have just kept it exactly as was. And yeah, it would have been a little more explicitly stated. But, you know, there things happen for a reason, right? Like people like source material for a reason. And I'm not I'm not saying that, like, I'm one for strict translation all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that this does not translate into this movie at all. Right. I'm yeah. saying this is a bad translation of it. This is a bad adaptation of the source material. No, I, I, I think I can completely uh, I can completely see that even not having seen it. Um, and I got to say, um, you know, Colleen Ant- Antwoods, who is like, you know, kind of a renowned uh, costumer. What, mm-hmm. what the fuck was with that Johnny Depp outfit? That was awful. You should I mean, be ashamed of yourself, that's, lady. That stuff works excellent if it's on a fucking stage. Yeah, if you're 20 but, feet away from somebody, you know, or 50 feet plus away from nice someone, concept, it works. And it's a nice concept, right? Like, like, it's a little bit... Um, like a uh, little red hot riding hood or whatever the what's the Tex Avery cartoon short called? Yeah, I think but, something like that. But you know, like it's a little bit like swingy swinging uh, wolf kind of thing. But um, Lord, it doesn't work here. No, it doesn't work here. Uh, it's just a little off, right? And I don't know if it was Atwood or if it was Depp because I know, like I've I've read stuff where Depp says that he had a hand in helping design that thing. Not and, a like, shock. Not a shock at all. I wish that Depp would uh, like shut the fuck up with designing costumes for himself. So I want to I want to do forever. this. I want to do this. Um, now, a couple years ago, we gave our biggest praise to the the man who had the biggest year, Matthew McConaughey, for doing what he was doing. And this is before he started getting a lot of the press that he oh, yeah. got over the last year. This was we praised him pre Oscar. Much yes. of, of the year before Oscar, we yeah the year when he actually had a whole bunch of shuff, stuff that wasn't Dallas Buyers Club. That was yeah exactly that was great stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp has done what he has done, but the uh, 180 degrees because he is now I I loathe everything he does at this point. Uh, prove me fucking wrong, Johnny. Prove me wrong at this point. But at this point, you are guilty and prove until proven innocent. Show me something that tells me otherwise from what you do from this point on. Otherwise, I'm going to assume what you do right off the bat is going to be garbage because, frankly, that's what you've been putting the fuck out. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not super help, uh, hopeful, right? Uh, the the one thing that has like a bright spot, right? Well, there are two things. One is uh, this movie, um, Black Mass, in which uh, he plays Whitey Bulger, right? The Boston gangster. Mm -hmm. That has promise. Possibly, um, possibly just against uh, his own uh, judgment of being in it, right? Mm. Um, but that movie's by, like, the guy who... Uh, who um, who directed crazy heart and uh, that movie with Christian Bale uh, out of the furnace, that one that yeah, crime yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why, like, I think that one might be okay. The other one is um, London fields, uh, which I don't think I recognize anything about any, like anybody else has, has done uh, mm -hmm. in it, um, like writing or whatever. But the novel that that's based on is fucking awesome. Uh, I hope that these movies turn out well, but that's it. Because other than that, it's another, it's another fucking Kevin Smith movie where he's play, paying, uh, playing Guy LaPont, uh, another Alice in Wonderland, which, uh, you know, I liked the first one, but he still was not the best thing about that by far. Oh boy. Um, and then another pirates of the Caribbean, right? Those are his next five movies. Um, no, London thank Fields, you. Black Mass, Yoga Hosers, Alice in Wonderland, Through the Looking Glass, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man, Tell yeah. No Tales. You've got enough money, Deb. Cut it out. All right, let's move on. Okay. We're, we're done with this. We've already given this movie way too much of its time. I agree. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead. Let's jump into our uh, the trailer for our uh, second new release review of this week. Uh, this is the trailer for uh, Imitation Game. war we're not winning it if you speak a word of what i'm about to show you you will be executed for high treason it's beautiful it's the greatest encryption device in history and the germans use it for all communications everyone thinks enigma is unbreakable let me try and we'll know for sure mr turing do you know how many died because of it i don't three while we've been having this conversation Gentlemen, meet Mr. Turing. We would work together then. I'm afraid these men would only slow me down. Popular at school, were you? We're short on staff. We get more staff then. You have six minutes to complete the task. Is it even possible? No, it takes me eight. Five minutes and 34 seconds. You said to do it in under six. What is it that we're really doing? We were going to break an unbreakable Nazi code and win the war. Oh. You know, to pull off this irascible genius routine, one actually has to be a genius. I'm designing a machine that will allow us to break every message, every day, instantly. You're going to need all the help you can get, and they are not going to help you if they do not like you. Have you decrypted a single German message? You will never understand the importance of what I am creating here. Our patience has expired. No! If you fire Helen, well, then you'll have to fire me. Me too. And me. You better bloody work. Helen, you do not have to do this alone. What are you doing? What's going on? The Navy thinks that one of us is a Soviet spy. You've got more secrets than the best of them. What if I don't fancy her in that way? Can't tell anyone else. It's illegal. I'm just a man. 
mathematician. Sometimes it is the people who no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. That was the trailer for The Imitation Game, our second new release review of this week. Here is the IMDb plotline. During World War II, mathematician Alan Turing tries to crack the Enigma Code with help from fellow mathematicians. It is, of course, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Keira Knightley, Matthew Good, Alan Leach, uh, Mark Strong, Charles Dance, and a whole slew of others. Uh, directed by Morton. I'm going to screw up his last name. Tidum? Tidum? T-Y-L-D-U-M? I don't know. Tildum? Maybe? That's Okay. Hey, hey, look, I've got a. I'm gonna. British, I have a strong. I have a strong reputation of getting names wrong, and I'll be damned if I'm gonna stop it. Yeah. yeah. Well, why, why should you? Why stop now? Right. Uh, yeah. So this was. Um, this is a kind of a, a fairly much uh, buzzed about movie. Um, you know, we we do have uh, Doctor Strange in it now. I'm, I'm stoked to actually say that because I'm I'm excited <laughs> for he's going to be Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Doctor Strange now. Um, uh, he's certainly an actor who's really kind of striking while he's hot, and, and you can't kind of blame him for that. Uh, I mean, you know, Hollywood is a fickle, fickle community, so uh, do what you can, why you can, and uh, but of course, you know, he's great on Sherlock and stuff, and he he's kind of been, you know, I, I guess in a lot of ways you could really, t- some people would point to this and go like, oh, it's so much like the Sherlock character in a lot of ways, and he does oftentimes play kind of a, you know, a smart, the smartest guy in the room kind of thing. And uh, but this is definitely a, uh, a more different type of character than uh, than what we see with Sherlock, and uh, he I think he does a great job with this. But it's based on the uh, the true story of Alan Turing, the guy who uh, did end up cracking the Enigma code, and this was kind of kept secret for quite some time. And yes. uh, and so it was only you know not too too awful long ago actually revealed, and uh, you know he was kind of finally praised for the work that he did. Uh, but due to, uh, in, I, I don't, this is, I don't know, slight spoilers if you had, don't know any of this, but I mean, it is a historical event and blah, blah, blah. But um, it turns there out, I mean, three best selling books about this. Yeah. And, and, and it's in the trailer a little bit. So if you can put two and two together, then you're, you know, you're smarter than I am. But um, so Alan Turing was gay. And, um, you know, in the, you know, this era is not exactly the time that is most friendly to those folks. Uh, so it is, uh, he was very much persecuted for that. And uh, chemically castrated, and and it was really f- interesting because I was listening to a, a, an interview with him, and and you know because I I'll be frank I didn't know I mean I knew the basic story but I didn't know kind of the further extent of like the chemical chemical castration and stuff that uh, that happened to him, and uh, because it, he was given a choice of either hey you either do this or you go to jail and you know he was just that I gotta still work I can't work while I'm in jail. And uh, so they gave him the chemical castration. It was only supposed to last for two years, but it kept going and kept going and kept releasing into him and was really just kind of just poisoning his entire life and couldn't couldn't stand it and eventually uh, did end up uh, committing suicide and everything. But um, it this uh, this movie is um, this this is kind of it's a definition of Oscar bait in a lot of ways. Uh, you have a, a period film uh, that takes place during World War II and then you have, uh, you know, a lot of British folks. Um, who are doing some really good acting, and um, but I, it's is it the best movie in the world? I didn't I didn't absolutely I don't adore this film, but I did like it. I, I, I of all the movies that I've seen this week, it was the it was my favorite of them, and uh, that's you know 
That's saying something because especially in the kind of, uh, I got to say, in this last little couple weeks that we've had here, uh, where the Christmas kind of vacation and stuff, and at the end of this, where all of these movies are released, this has been one of the most ho hum, who cares, Oscar sort of sort of drives uh, in in recent memory. To be honest, yeah, it's um... like Into the Woods, big giant flop, didn't care for that. The Gambler, fair at best, yeah. uh, you know, big eyes, no, big eyes, not uh... so much. I don't know, man. It's of all weird... those, though, I still like this one more than all those, and I'm not, and I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to tell you that I'm over the moon fun about it, but I, I enjoyed it and I, I liked it for what it was. Yeah, this this one is good, right? So we talked about theory of everything a little while back, and that's uh, something that's been weighing on my mind as I've been thinking about this movie, mm-hmm. and um, I have to say that this one is it has some of the same like problems with just how it lays out its subject. It's a little bit boring. It's bought, you know. Um, but this is infinitely better filmmaking, right? It's a more interesting movie to watch than theory of everything. Uh, mm-hmm. the other thing that keeps weighing on me about that is, uh, like the, the best part of theory of everything were its performances here. I think that's also true. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Uh, Keira Knightley's great. I, I love Keira Knightley. I, I, oh, yeah. I've always liked her. I think she turns in fantastic work all the time. Um, and so uh, this one, I think, of the Oscar, the big award season stuff that I've seen so far, right? There's there's some, there's some, like one, there are two things we haven't seen, right? There's Inherent Vice mm-hmm. and there's Selma. Yeah. Those are the two big ones that we haven't seen. And those are the two big ones that might be able to break this slump. But I just think like... This, I mean, this is good in the way that King's Speech was good. Exactly. Well, actually, I like this better, a lot better than King's Speech. But um, yeah, yeah, but but, but it is but that you know same kind I mean? of vibe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're 100 like, correct. Like it's good in that same way. Like it's perfectly competently made. I'm not completely disinterested in it. Uh, the performances are re- what really drive it. It's yeah. a biopic, right? Um, but it's, you know, it, it's just not. There's not a. Sp- special little something in there that yeah, puts it over the, the spark top that pushes it over the edge for yeah. me um as good as all of it is right it like it doesn't do enough with uh like turing's homosexuality uh even though that plays a fair amount into the plotting of the film it does like i just feel like it kind of also pushes it a little bit to the wayside and doesn't deal with it um in a way that maybe it should mm. um you know, because it deals with a significant portion of it, a.k.a. his suicide uh, in his 40s um, in, a, in a fucking uh, epilogue sentence on the screen. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I see what they were going for there because, I mean, and, and this is and it's the case in like a lot of Oscar type films is that I don't want to, we don't want to end this on a super downer. So instead of, you know, showing this downer moment, we're going to flash back to kind of happier times, throw a little epilogue up on the screen here, a little bit of and and guess what happened then uh, yeah. sort of deal. And well, so and it, it doesn't it, it doesn't works, have that right? emotional like, kind of impact that it would have had had it been actually filmed instead of just, you know, been words. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I like this movie, but it, it didn't like wow me. I, I was not as down on it as I was on Theory of Everything, which I think 
is is a thoroughly mediocre movie except for the performances <laughs> this one is a good movie it's just not a great movie i i liked them both for different reasons but if i was to give a slight edge i would say it would i would say it would be to this one but I mean, I mean, there's not a there's not a ton to talk about. I mean, it's a beautiful looking uh, movie. Uh, this is another thing where I would say, uh, you know, it's 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 nice seeing things shot on film because this is clearly shot on film. And yeah, there's I mean, digital projection or no, I mean, we're not going to jump down that rabbit hole again. But uh, not 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 in this amount of time. <laughs> but there's no. there's a marked difference as to what a film looks like being shot on digital versus versus film. And I think especially period pieces like this truly need to be shot on film because there no. is a significant difference in how things look. No, you're wrong. No, you <laughs> fuck you. Mike I'm Lee right. Says so. Mike Lee can suck a dick. That old man, whatever. His, I mean, look, man, <laughs> he, he just put out Mr. Turner and I haven't seen it, but I will tell you this. It looks fucking gorgeous. And I'm not uh, saying that he, you can shot that shit on digital. I'm not saying that you can't make one look good on digital. David Fincher is a is a huge guy who does fantastically well with digital and makes it look fantastic, as does, uh, you know, like Soderbergh and uh, Michael Mann can be off and on. But, um, you know, there, there are people that can make stuff look really, really good. I mean, it's all in, it's all in the talent of the hands that are controlling it, frankly. But, um yeah, I mean, well, there, there's a difference, and it, it, because, for example, <laughs> I'll throw this one out there too, as was shot on film, as was, uh, you know, uh, into the woods, so and that looked like garbage. So <laughs> it's all it's all in the talent that's kind of behind it. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm not going to say it's not. But I, just... I I I thought to to me, I can I can tell I can tell a difference. I mean, there's just there's something there is something about it that can kind of I mean, and if and if you do it really really well in digital, you can't tell the difference, but. By and large, you know, Paul Blart Mall Cop was clearly shot on <laughs> digital. I saw that trailer. Boy, oh boy, Kevin James likes money. Because um, dig yeah, um, Dignity's not his friend. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, that's a little unfair. You watch all of that Adam Sandler shit, and it all looks like shit. Oh, that's true. There's not a competent cinematographer at all in any of that. Uh, Billy and Madison looks amazing. I don't know what you're... <laughs> I mean, I guess. No, it's, <laughs> but it's... but you know what I mean. Like, there, like there's a like I think comparing. I don't know. I'm definitely of the Mike Lee school of fuck it. That shit is wrong. Uh, shoot however the fuck you want to shoot it and be done with it. No, I'm not saying that anyone has to do anything. Do what you're good at. That's all. Just do what you're good at. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's my <laughs> that's my two that's my two bits. Yeah. Can I can I talk about uh, the the fucking thing? Um, so that's two decent recommendations. Nothing nothing wild and crazy, but we do say, hey, you know, it, you could do worse. This this one you should see, but like you know, hang out and wait on it. Yeah, don't you don't. Rush out yeah, you here. don't need to rush out to see it's this. Good. But um, but you know, just of all the know, stuff that's Red come box out in the past it. couple of weeks, it's 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 better than those. <laughs> yeah, you know, Redbox it. Uh, you know, Xfinity on demand it, you know, something that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. But if you, it's but if you do $10 holiday prices, yeah, that's horseshit. <laughs> if you do have to go out to, if you do, if somebody's just like, look, we have to go out to see them uh, to, to a movie, go see that. Cause it's better than most of the stuff that's out there right now. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm going to go see this week, Adam, and I'm pretty psyched about it. Uh, the movie PK is now the highest grossing Bollywood movie in India. It seems that happens every other week. And though. yeah, I guess so, except uh this one looks pretty solid. So maybe I'll have a, a fucking Bollywood review for next week. And I'm not even that familiar with Bollywood. I've seen very little. 
I, I have too. I've only seen a, a, a little bit here and there, um, but I don't know. It's probably playing around here. So what I'm Lord saying knows. is, like, if you're really jonesing for something that uh, you know might be kind of mind blowing, uh, and you have to get out to the theater this week, maybe go see that one. I, I'm not going to tell you not to. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, strong recommendation. Like, I, I would say, like, if you must go to a theater, like, I don't know, fucking. That's got to come on, though, dude. You, you, the people don't go to the movies like you and I do. People, I mean, that's right, but they want my recommendation. My recommendation is to fucking <laughs> wait on this movie. Mine's you know? go see it if you gotta. If you gotta, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say if you gotta go see something, uh, fucking Babadook. I'll talk about that movie on next week's podcast. But, well, that uh, one's not even out in most places. So you can rent that. Okay, even better. Spend your rental money on that shit before yeah. you go see another movie. But I'll say this. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I did see an article uh, in, that was, uh, I, I, I hope it's, gosh, I hope it's right. It says, uh, is Nightcrawler uh, the kind of, uh, what was the movie they compared it to last year that kind of snuck up on there? No, uh, not last year. <laughs> this is sad that they compared it to a, such a shitty movie. But they go, is is Nightcrawler the, uh, the new Crash? Because nobody thought Crash was going to do much at the Oscars and kind of took it away. But I'm like, no, the difference is uh, Nightcrawler's a good movie. Crash was an utter piece of shit. Not David Cronenberg's Crash, the other one. No, I'm with you. It is. The one that everyone says, where where, where the theme is racism is bad. And I hope you know it because we're going to f- pound you in the face with it. But Well, really, the, re- the, the, the theme is racism is bad. We're going to show you all of the ways that it's bad. But it's also all over the fucking place. And it doesn't matter when anything gets solved anyway. So there you go, which, which is the most pandering liberal bullshit. Right. And, yeah. and as somebody who is like, <laughs> I class myself as a fucking liberal, that shit drives me fucking nuts. It is the most unrealistic bullshit. Right. Uh, fuck everything. We can't help it. <laughs> That's it. To, yeah. You have to give up my fucking lib card now. Yep, God. You are. You, you are now over. Uh, <laughs> you're no longer a pinko commie. You're, you're now with the. <laughs> so sad. Uh, so yeah, next week. Uh, next week we're going to be reviewing some other stuff. Uh, I think Selma finally is starting to hit uh, wide release. Yeah, it comes so out the ninth. We should be end up watching uh, that come next week as well as I'm going to take in Taken Three. Get it? Take Taken? Yeah, hmm? huh? Take Take Thren. Take them three. Because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> oh, man. Tart, take three. Hey, look, look, man, it worked for seven. They took a. I was really, um, really upset when they reboot, semi rebooted the Fast and Furious franchise with the fourth film where they like brought all the cast back for the first time. Uh-huh. And uh, they didn't call it Fast and Furious. <laughs> it really I was really mad that it was just Fast and Furious. Like, no, you went too fast, too furious. And then you dropped the number. Bring it back, fast and furious. There's never been a movie that has a more uh, weird, uh, you know, scheme to it. And then I don't be- even get it anymore. They they apparently uh, just refer to them however the fuck they feel like it at this point, yeah. right? Like uh, there was like Fast Five, uh, and then it was just Fast and Furious Six, and this one's Furious Seven. Well, no, see, well, see, the other one, one of them was called I forget because again, it, there's so many of them, my my brain can't even get around the 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 rhyme nor reason. Uh, but there was one of them that was titled something, but the title screen was a different name. It was the sixth. Was it the sixth one where it was yeah, just I like can't rem- I, I've seen it twice and I still can't remember what the fucking title. It was like is. it was probably like Fast Six or something like that. 
Yeah, but, that sounds right. Yeah, so they called it Fast Six. So that was the title screen, but it was Going like off of the Fast Five. But I, I fucking know, right? Like this <laughs> one is called in like in the trailers, Furious Seven. It's gonna which, be called something else. You watch the day that it comes out. It's gonna know. be something else, dude. I don't get it. I love those movies. I wish that there was somebody confident handling like this bullshit. <laughs> They're just like makes, like there's no logic. <laughs> there's no logic. But yeah, in any case, it's fucking take three. I'm going to like fucking lay down. That is how you pronounce that fucking title. Well, we're going to be doing uh, take Thrin and, and, and Suma. <laughs> Selma. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll be, and I'll be here to talk to you guys about Le Duke. I wonder uh, which one I, of those movies is going to be better. Which one? Selma or Thraken. Thraken. That would be good too. If they spelled it that way. Thraken would be dope. Thraken. I'm I'm gonna say Selma's gonna be better. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a small thing. I just I don't know. I mean, I I my want is for it to be very good. I the the thing, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. But I think it's also very an interesting thing. And I wonder how much because they got to really do some stuff up because they weren't allowed to actually use Martin Luther King's speeches. And how fucked up are is or the fact that his speeches are copywritten and can't be put into this film that's fucking ridiculous we live in a fucked up society um yeah. but copyright law is all kinds of fucked up god it doesn't that's, protect anything jesus that's so stupid i mean like like its original intent was to protect the actual author of the work and now it absolutely doesn't now you can't uh, even recreate historical moments because you know oh those speeches cut go fuck yourself yeah well you can't you can't like print his speeches in newspapers without paying for the rights to it that's fucking stupid and it's like like no he fucking delivered these speeches publicly yeah it was for they people's were recorded ear recorded by news organizations like fuck that that's so stupid but i mean i i and, hope that but, it's but not i've heard right like a lot of my friends have seen this and they fucking like it a lot um and so i'm rooting for it i i'm hoping that it's the like I, I'm really looking forward to Inherent Vice, and I can't wait to watch it. I'm hoping that Selma finally fucking redeems this award season dearth because it's, 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 it's not been great. I am hoping for Nightcrawler to sweep some stuff because I, I love that movie so much. Um, maybe maybe it's definitely in the top five of the year for me. Um, well, you know, maybe the mediocrity of everything that's supposed to win all these fucking awards will sweep that one in as a dark horse. Yeah, but I mean, I I just hope that I I hope that Selma doesn't. The only thing that I that I fear slightly is that it falls into that kind of you know that Oscar-y sort of thing, which I don't. That, that, that kind of seems insincere sometimes. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't, but that's that's my only small fear is that it just seems like, you know. Well, I think that's been the problem the past couple of weeks with the stuff we've been watching is that it falls into that insincere category, right? Like, yeah. even uh, even the Turing movie, Imitation Game, falls into that a little bit. A little bit. Um, it's it's not the most overt of them, right? Big Eyes, I would say, is probably the most overt. Yeah. Of the of the Oscary like bullshit. Um. I don't know. It can't. It can't be more than that movie. Not more than that one. I, I'll give you that. And much. I and I guarantee you, it's better than that. Movie. <laughs> Regardless of how how like you know, I don't know. Have have people out there who listen to our show torrented Big Eyes yet and like watched it? Because that's what I fucking told you guys to do. Okay, I'm the, I'm the Where master. Where are you on your missions here? God damn it. We're not. Uh, <laughs> we won't turn you in, but the film find at gmail yeah. Um, anyway, so that's it. Uh, that's, so that's what we'll it. be. That's what we'll be doing next week. So uh, until then, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the interwebs? Uh, 
so I haven't been on it, uh, but Tumblr, I'm starting back hardcore this week. Got a piece coming out on Zero Dark Thirty that I've been working some working some things out on for a big paper that I'm writing. Um, so conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, come and find me. Love to have you. I have largely dropped talking about politics at all on social media. Um, so, so you're tweeting, you know, join on up. So you're tweeting can, once a day then? What's that? <laughs> I said, so you're tweeting like once a day then? I'm, I'm, I'm um, decent. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm still on there a lot. I, I don't know. I got to a point where I was just like, fuck all this. None of it matters. Yeah. Um, people well, online are fucking dickheads. Welcome. And so, and welcome so to I'm the just, world of finally realizing. No, no, no. I mean, I still matters. like, I, I'm just saying like using social media to bitch about it doesn't matter. That's true. Um, so I've, I've just kind of gotten to this point where I'm like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to share, uh, like weird shit and just be that guy Yeah. Well, and talk about movies and, uh, yell about how people are wrong about Scarlett Johansson not being able to act and shit. No, um, no, she's great. Look. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Under the Skin this year. I did. I mean, I know it's got a lot of haters out there, but I liked it. Fucking like Lucy more than I like that movie, even. I, I know that's very unpopular, but I don't give a shit. Didn't get a chance to see it, but I, 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 I did want to. Love that shit. Um, <laughs> got, she, got that on pre-order Blu-ray style. <laughs> so you can always follow me at Adam Portress on the tweets, and you can follow this show on at the Film Find. Uh, listen to my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast, at HeroMoviePodcast.com. Like I said, this week we're reviewing, um, uh, oh, my, why did I just blank? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. I'm thinking of next week already you because it's, it's weighing on my mind. Next week we're doing <laughs> Steel. Sweet baby Jesus, help us all. Uh, Shaq is... Uh, is a is a special character. We'll say that. Uh, so go go do all that. The the links to like everything that we do are up on the filmfind.com. Uh, there are links to Hero Movie Podcast, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So go ahead, do that. Do yourself a favor and do all that stuff, and uh, we will be much appreciative for it. So that is it, everybody. We will be back next week with several more new release reviews. We can't stop it, doggone it. Uh, so until then, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody. Times have changed. Our kids are getting worse. They won't obey their parents. They just want to fight and curse. Should we blame the government? Or blame society? Or should we blame the images on TV? No, blame Canada. Shelf. But now when I see him, he tells me to fuck myself. Well, play Canada! Play Canada! It seems that everything's gone wrong since Canada came along. Play Canada! Play Canada! They're not even a real country anyway. My son could have been a doctor or a lawyer, rich and true. Instead, he burned a plaque of piggy on a barbecue. Should we blame the matches? Should we blame the fire? Or the doctors who allow it to expire? January to Canada. Canada. We to a weird cage and they oh, yeah, just go stop that button yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no. so, uh,
Now, Selma actually comes out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might see it then. Yeah, you got to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to shut the fuck up. Inherent vice I've, I've heard can go a whole bunch of different ways. Depends on if you're kind of down with it. I have the feeling I will be. I, I tend I, to be down with I this flick, so. And, and uh, you know, I haven't read the pension book, but, you know, I don't give a shit either. You know me, I don't read shit. <laughs> I read, uh, I read, I read uh, issue 17 of Nova today. Does that count for something? Uh, yeah. Counts for a little bit, I, I, I guess. Why not? In my book, you won't read. <laughs> it counts. <laughs>